Sairam dear listeners and welcome to another episode of our series Trist with Divinity where we offer you stories of people who have been touched by the love of Bhagwan Baba. In the studios of Radio Sai today we have someone from the land of Einstein and Beethoven, Mr. Rainer Benda from Germany. Mr. Rainer is the leader of a spiritual pilgrimage group from Germany. They are here in Prashanti Nilayam from the 1st of August till August 6th, though that is the official period, but they have been here before this period and many continue to be here even after this period. And they are having this German summer course come spiritual pilgrimage in Puttaparthi. And Mr. Rainer Binda, along with his wife Rita, is also the national SSE coordinator for Germany. Just a couple of days ago, they had a wonderful music program which they offered to Bhagwan in the sacred presence of Sai Kulwant Hall. It was really beautiful because it was a multi-faith music program which had songs and Vedic hymns adoring every religion including Judaism. And we are very happy to have you in the studios of Radio Sai today, Mr. Binda. Tell us first about this pilgrimage. What is this German summer course all about? Yes, thank you very much for your very hearty welcome here. We had so many open doors right from the beginning and uh, it was very easy and very comforting for us to be so heartily welcomed here in Putter Party, especially with all the organizational work. Well, our idea of a summer course pilgrimage started when we were here for World Conference in 2010. Um, after the conference was over, we met the uh, couple of uh, Gisela and Gesa Sebastian, the Munich uh, Center coordinators, and they had a program ready, a program of songs of world religion. You must know Munich is very active in singing and producing singing cities uh, on, with devotional songs. And so we met them and in our uh, SSE branch we had different Sai teachers who always wanted to come here for presenting their work. The Sai Stars, which is in Germany a group of, let us say, newly born up to five years old ones. The Sai Stars wanted to come with their leaders. Youth wanted to come and the children wanted to come with their leaders, SSE leaders, but we did not have a program. So in December, the uh, Rita and me, we met the Sebastians and they said, well, we have a program, so why do we not come together? So then we handed letters to Swami asking him, this was beginning of December, and then it was immediately clear we should come with German summer course next year to present our work. This was the beginning, the first step. This was here in Puttaparthi, born by the, well, by Swami's intuition, you know. And what actually happens in the summer course? You've been in here the for summer so course, long, actually. Yes, no? the summer course has a roughly 23 years tradition. We have a living together of children from one years old, parents, then 
Balvika's children, then youth up to 18 years old in different groups and we have older people to come and help. In the beginning it was only a summer course for children. Then it grew that way into a kind of family uh, gathering. And we do in the mornings and in the evenings we have worship prayer puja sessions, prayer sessions with the songs, with presentations of the children which they prepare of stories, Swami stories or value-oriented stories. Then in the morning we have Balvika's lessons for all the different groups. In the afternoons we have workshops, let us say outdoor activity or indoor activity for the just appropriate for the different groups. And this is being prepared during the year with the annual SSE seminars which we have at the weekends. There we separate and we prepare the summer course, the annual summer course. And uh, the summer course always ends with a big plenum session where parents come and see what we have been working out, what we have produced, and we make a big program for the parents in the, in the end. This is about uh, one week or eight days of program. So it has been going on regularly yes. for so many yes, years. Yes, every year. For over Just that this year you wanted to do it in Prashantinilayam. Yes. This year we were not sure how to go on. And then when we were here December, we were asking Swami, so what would you want for next year? And this is how it happened. Wonderful. Now you have been associated with this Sai organization for a good number of years. I think if I'm not wrong, at least for 20, 30 years. Is that right? Yes. 81 was the first time I was here. And since then I came regularly, sometimes twice a year or three times a year. Whenever I had a chance, I thought it was best to come here instead of doing some kind of holidays. This is from the beginning 81 when I came here, I thought this is the place where I would like to come again and again and again. And by the grace of Swami, it will be my home, I can study here, I can live here, I can live the spiritual program which starts so early in the morning, which helps my spiritual sadhana. So, and Swami gave me the grace of being able to come here all these 30 years regularly. So what drew you to this place in 1981? Well, I think it is just my spiritual force I'm a, a kind of philosopher, you know, I, I, love, I love studying, I love truth, I love uh, uh, Vedic knowledge. So uh, what, makes, what brings me here is just to, uh, to study and to, uh, as I am a teacher, to give what I learned, to give back to the children. It was not so much the forum of Swami, in the beginning it was, but then later it was just the ashram life, what the ashram offers, you see. The library, the people I can contact. I was working, now I'm still working five years with the German translation of Heart to Heart. It was always my thing to get into uh, studying part and to uh, spread Swami's message and uh, well, like a philosopher, loving the truth, loving to study, loving to, as a teacher, loving to uh, hand on the uh, message of all is one, all is God. So this uh, interest in spiritual quest, yes, was it there from childhood? Yes, it was there from childhood. Uh, I was studying German and English literature and this was just what I liked to study. I did not want to become a teacher, but this is what I liked to study. 
And at school, uh, I loved that phase of literature was, which was behind the classic, the romantic, because the romantics in Germany, the poets like Novalis and Kleist and others, they had a very broad vision, including as well Indian knowledge. They had a broad pantheist vision and uh, that all is one and all is one energy. This always attracted me, even as a pupil. And later, at the end of my school career, I studied a little yoga, I did a yoga exercise, I studied the Indian saints. That always interested me very much. And so India, as the country where that knowledge has been born, uh, was always a strong att attraction to me. Then who told you about Baba? About Barbara, I learned in November 81, there was a lady that had been living in the ashram and she was a journalist and she came to uh, my family's home, that was my sister-in-law, and gave a lecture. And when I heard about it, I said, I'm not interested, because at that time I was not interested in guru. I was just inter interested in, in philosophy, let's say. So I said, no, I'm not interested. And then... She kept on telling, I was asking, what does, he, what does he do? Oh, he lives there for a very long time, and he teaches, and he heals. I was not interested, but somehow I did not say no. And then all of a sudden I asked, well, when is the lecture? And uh, my sister-in-law answered, on November the 6th. So November the 6th happened to be my birthday. Oh. And so immediately I said, I will come. Mm -hmm. And then I came with my family, and I heard of Swami, and I heard all, and I thought, that is it. And a month later, for Christmas in uh, 81, I was here with my family, my parents-in-law, we were a big group being here, and from, right from the start, I was convinced that he is just the one, Swami is just the one. I was wanting to be close, as close as I can. So that was just the initiation uh, for me to come here and to be living and working for Swami. So what did she say in that lecture that you became so fascinated about, Swami? Well, I did not have a clear picture. She was saying that he was living here like a saint, like Jesus, and he was teaching, and he was healing, and he was materializing things. And at that time, I was like the German students at that time, the 70 uh, generation. I was like a little socialist, communist oriented. And I thought... Well, you know, somebody being able to materialize, that is just like Jesus. I must see it to be really convinced. I cannot only hear the stories, because I've heard the stories. I've heard the stories of Indian yogis and saints materializing. I knew that, but I should have to see it. If I do not go and see it, I will never be convinced. I must go. I thought, as a being of the 20th century who is looking for knowledge, I must go and see. If I don't go and see, I will miss the chance. And my wife at that time, later I got divorced, my wife at that time was strongly attracted from the heart. And she said, I must go. So a month later for Christmas, the lecture was, as I told, on the 6th of November, a month later we were all here and we could see. And I saw him materializing, you know, I saw him and I was completely convinced and I thought, I have to change my way of looking at, you know, how things originate. And it is the mind that produces matter and not the other way around, as the communists say. And I, then I was convinced 
And we started in Germany at that time, you know, with study circles, with collecting, budget and singing. There were only a few people in all the places, as we documented uh, in uh, Heart to Heart in Radio Sci, the article of the German Sci organization. It started in the 70s, but I came to them in the 80s. So right away after my stay in 81. That so started. what memories you have of your first visit to Puttaparthi, your first darshan? My first darshan was just, I did not have my feet on the ground, you see. I was just in some kind of uh, heavenly world that I was here like with Jesus. And uh, I couldn't orient. I didn't have my feet on the ground. I closed the doors and my, my family was inside because I locked the door from outside. I did many things which were not really uh, based on, on, on the ground. But I was sure that Swami was just God and nothing else and was just the highest I could uh, contact here on earth. I was at home and that was all I wanted and I could uh, to hold in my heart at that time. So you had your darshan and you were absolutely convinced that he is God. There was the faith happened instantaneously. Yes, I was convinced that he was just the highest I could contact. The purity of his life, of the, the beauty of his personality, the beauty of his teaching I had been reading about. And uh, now that somebody of that caliber was here, just like Jesus, and could be cut, touched, could be spoken to, could be experienced. And uh, throughout my life, I was 38 at that time, that was just, uh, I was just home, I was just here. And what convinced me most was the spirit of service, because I was regularly going to lectures in the morning, and the professors and the old devotees lecturing, I heard in the morning, and then in the evening I saw the one or the other serving in canteen, or pouring water, or doing some other service, and that convinced me that was the place I was looking for. You know, this idea of service that was being practiced here by his devotees was just for me the way of life I would, I would uh, prefer, prefer most of all. It was not so much, you see, the form of Swami, it was more this, uh, I am here, this is just it. It was a little more abstract, if I can uh, make this understandable. And uh, so during my many stays here, I had this first interview. Swami did give Vibhuti a few times when I was here with family and with friends. But it was all for me, as Swami taught me, uh, more the spiritual and intellectual way and the way to teach and to maybe serve with my teaching profession, which I was still having till the age of 60s, even at school. You mentioned about the beauty of Swami's teaching, and one thing that really fascinated you is this concept of service, selfless service. Yes. What other aspects of Swami's philosophy and teaching appeal to you? Well, it is basically this, this thing that we are all one, and that there is only the one, and there is one energetic field only, which is the divine and cosmic consciousness pervading everything and this is what the romantics said as well and the greek philosophy says as well the pre-socratic philosophy so this is what i kept studying and uh, uh, this is i think the basis for humanity the basis of religion the hope the hope for 
for renewing spiritual knowledge in the world, the kernel of religion. And I was as a teacher at school teaching unity of religion in all classes, fifth form, sixth form, tenth form. And uh, it is this, this uh, spiritual philosophic world I was always going with at school, even with children in the SAI organization. I have always been working along with my children in the different age groups, you know, in Balvika's classes. In the end, now I do give lectures to youth in, in, in during German youth meetings, you know, on religion, on India, on Indian philosophy. Uh, so this basic Indian philosophy is uh, what Swami expounds so beautifully, so easily. This is what I would like to uh, to hand on in Germany, because Germany has a strong uh, tradition in adaptation of Indian philosophy in the time after the classics and the translation of the Upanishads, everything. We have written a German article in Heart to Heart, which uh, expounds all this and gives much material about that. This is an inner drive of myself to hand on this knowledge more and more into German and European thinking. And uh, wherever we are, I try to get back to the roots, as Swami teaches us. His teaching is in all our philosophies and all our cultures. So let us dig that out, let us bring that out, and let us uh, establish Swami's universal teaching here in our countries. Now you always were spiritually inclined and then in Swami's message you were able to find the same wavelength of uh, your thinking. I think that is what really fascinated you and, uh, yes. and uh, yes. uh, brought you to this place again and again. Yes. Now may I ask you what impact it had in your uh, life, personally, professionally, socially, you were already spiritually inclined. What other impact did, did all these teachings and coming into the Sai fold have in your life? Well, it was just this only one, you know, that if I understand his teachings, just to, to hand it on to uh, the children in the Sai family and even outside. Recently we go to the public and uh, give speeches on Swami's teachings. In Germany, we have very strongly, since the 80s, the development on the SSE curriculums, you know. So then it was in the 80s, the ESSE Institute. I was affiliated with, from the beginning, you know, in, end of 80s, with Torbjörn Meyer, Petra von Kalinowski. We have been collecting materials. In 81, I was in uh, London with Victor Kanu and uh, his wife, where they introduced the first Europe SSE conference. So I have been always working with, uh, with material, with syllabus, and practicing it in the uh, work with the children and with the youth. Then going out with children, as Swami does that with his students, you know, going out with children to serve. This we do mainly with singing in old people's homes or taking part. Recently, when the professor gave the impulse during the youth conference, I thought it was that the Germans should go out in, and work on environment uh, topics. We just came back and we started environmental work. We studied what Swami says about it. He says that, you know, singing God's names and reciting mantras and everything cleans the atmosphere the atmosphere we inhale, the thoughts are being cleaned, 
we act uh, purely and so the whole world is being transformed, even the elements are being transformed. We work on that with the youth to make that completely clear, the importance of singing, of reciting, and so I think they understand. This is, this is more or less my business, my job, to hand on that knowledge to children, to youth, and even on the syllabus level. At a very personal level, how has uh, coming to Swami's fold brought any change in your life? The way you look at life, the way uh, you approach life, the way you deal with life, has it had any impact? When I come here, my prayer to Swami is to dedicate my whole energy to Him, so my daily routine to refine uh, my daily routine, to be able to get up early, to do the early morning program, to uh, be kind and loving to my brothers and sisters, to always remember his name, uh, always the uh, daily sadhanas. To, to it, it is being in the ashram here is a cleaning process for me. And uh, this is why I come again and again, uh, regardless of what my personal or my psychological state at the moment will be, I just come here to surrender to Swami and to ask him to uh, purify my heart. This is just the... Uh, my only prayer and my only uh, endeavor that he leads me to purification. The world is a different place after April 24th, 2011, especially for Sai devotees. In the changed circumstances when we can't really see the physical form of Swami, how does it feel being in Prashantinilayam? You see, we had the tremendous grace to get the news of Swami's Samadhi on the 24th, it was of April, so Easter Sunday, we were together with this pilgrimage group. We were about 140, I think, children, small children, grown-ups, practicing the singing program in some youth hostel in the south of Germany. So we got that message, and I was the one who was asked to come to the public and say, well, this is what has happened, what Swami has decided to do to leave his body this morning. So we informed all and uh, the team of this uh, pilgrimage and uh, it was received in a different way. Some, some burst out into crying, others were very calm. And then we were together and we said all, Swami decided that it is all his decision. You know, we all knew he would be going. So it is all for the best. It can only be for the best. Maybe we see him later like Jesus. Maybe he will resurrect. He will show himself. Maybe. We do not know. It is all for the best, we said. So we kept on singing. We kept on singing the following night till the next day. And we comforted each other. You know, we uh, helped each other. We supported each other. And receiving Swami's message of his uh, samadhi, in this community was a tremendous help for all of us in Germany. We were not isolated, we were just going and singing and keeping on and we're saying nobody of us left the pilgrimage group. We are all as we were at that time. We were all complete. Some left but not because of this, because of personal family things. So we were all together. And When we came here I said to my wife, I must have a look first how that looks like, the Samadhi. And I came and there was a moment of sorrow. But this never appeared again. And so we were having here, right from the beginning, we were here on the 18th, the leading group. We were having here regular study circles, you know, 
by Vickers work with the children, with the youth, and then the parents had the men and the women separated study circles. We were talking about what was happening. And we were saying and we were experiencing that it is a meeting, a continuous meeting with the illusion of death, that we are not dying, that there is no death. We come to him. Some said it's from his tomb. No, it's not his tomb. Mahasamadhi means the big equanimity, you know, Samadhi, Samadhi. D is spirit, Sama is, is united spirit. It's just a complete integrated awareness, the peace, prashanti. What is here is peace. It's only peace. So we go, every, every time we approach Mahasamadhi, uh, uh, we have Mahasamadhi Dashan, we approach peace, nothing else. It's just sublime peace. So we go through the barrier of the illusion of death. And this is what we worked out and we were so happy about it, that we cannot, just the illusion of death, which gives us so much fear, when we get rid of this fear of death, Swami says so in his Vahinis, you know, get through that illusion. Just say, love is all. There is only one. This is love and life is love. Love is God. So this is just it. And so we approach the idea of there is a supreme peace here. The peace is stronger and stronger to be felt than it was ever before because before Swami enacted the great Maya of being near to God and being more aware of God, the whole psychological processes, we do not need that any longer. There is only peace. There is only peace here. And this is what we worked out in the study circuits we had in the morning and we are so happy with it. We all are so happy being here united with big German Psi family. And well, we know it is a highly precious place here, and uh, we are all here at home in Swami's divine gift of peace, of highest peace. How many members are there in your group now? Well, some have left already. We should be about 120 or 30, and the other will be leaving the next 10 days or so. We were 191 from the beginning. And you must have had the chance to interact with many of them in the group, some yes. who have come for the first time, some who have been coming for yes. a couple of years. Yes. And how are their feelings uh, being in Prashantinilam now in this changed circumstance? Yes, in the beginning it is only a very few days that they are, you know, feeling sorrow or missing something, but then they approach this, uh, this extremely precious uh, thinking and feeling that Swami's peace, as he said in the beginning when he revealed his divinity, he said, I am not this Sai, I am not this body. We were working on Swami's stories told by himself with the children. This was during the program, the singing program and the children's story was one, the stories. And this teaching we got, we took up again. It is said under the title Verkündigung in German, where he says when he was 49, I'm not this body, I'm not side. This is the biggest message I'm coming to, to uh, proclaim to mankind. And we got back to this, and he said that again and again. This is the highest teaching. And they are getting that, they are inhaling that, they are feeling that. Swami is so present, so overwhelmingly present. And even the old devotees, when we contact here the, the official, they say the atmosphere is stronger than ever, the peace is higher than ever. And this is what we were commenting always when the grown-ups were together, 
that the space is really here and uh, we should just do away our mental fighting, our mental controversies, everything like that, and just orient to that peace which is available and which is the gift that is, uh, that is given here. And people experience that. And people experience his presence in so many ways. Yes. Here and in Germany. Yes. Yes, and even the children do, even the children do, and they say, oh, when we were singing, you know, we looked at Swami, one said, when I was singing, I looked at Swami and I saw some tear of joy coming out of his eye. You see, he said he saw that. He saw Swami? He saw the picture of Swami, ah. the picture, ah. and he saw one tear of coming out of his eye, you see. A small child said? A small child said, yes. Mm. And I think... Uh, all these devotees coming uh, all the way from Germany, they all have been touched by Swami in some way or the other. And each one has their own uh, indelible experience. They feel His presence in their own way. Can you narrate with us one or two instances of yours or the other devotees, how they felt His presence? Bishop, I think this is rather very personal for the individual ones. We have another gift I would rather talk about. This is the gift of this German community coming here, you see. Uh, what we have been working on is Swami Stories, is the, uh, the devotional singing to develop our devotional by singing quality, by knowing what we are singing, the world religion, the unity of the religions, uh, working out the devotion for Swami, the love of Swami, even with the stories of Swami, which he gave us, it was a tremendous gift that at the beginning of this year, we got this book. The book came out when we were praying after the last summer, because Swami, give us better material. You know, and we were, the leaders were looking into the biographies of Swami to get out the story Swami was telling. We started that, and then in Germany, that book, My Story Told by Myself, or His Story Told by Himself, came out. And we jumped at it and we said, Swami, thank you that we get this material. And we were working on that with the children. So, and this involved a big deal of German side teachers. So this united us German side teachers, you know, teachers and parents working together. We had over 30 regional and including national meetings, which were like that, you know, Swami stories, singing, unity of religion. And preparing for a pilgrimage, what, should, what is a spiritual pilgrimage, what does Swami expect from us? And then going out, doing the singing as a seva with children in old people's homes. And this, this process is so precious. This process is so precious for the whole German Sai organization. And then coming here, what the individual people experience with, you know, with the closeness with Swami. And we had Balvikas here. The individual process, please ask the individual ones, ask not me. Okay, Saida. that's wonderful. So basically you are saying that the message of Swami is so precious, the, the legacy of Swami is his message and the precious uh, philosophy and a way of life that he has given us. And that is what keeping everyone together, that is what keeping our love for him so strong and transforming our lives. Yes. Everyone experiences uh, him in his own way, in his personal life. But as a community, it is his message which is binding us together and yes. our love for him. Yes. Wonderful. Yes. Can I ask you to share a few highlights of the uh, movement, Sai movement in Germany? Because not many listeners are aware of what is happening in that part of the world. Germany is one of the most developed countries in the world. 
yes. the world looks up to Germany for many things and to know that there is side movement going on in this uh, in this most populous and developed country of the European Union is such a heartening experience. Can you please share some of the salient facts of the side movement in Germany? Well, as I said, we have this article in Heart to Heart which gives a historical overview. Uh, some devotees were here in the 70s and got to know and, uh, and then uh, it grew gradually. Bernard Gruber at that time uh, uh, built up the Psy organization and uh, having a look at Germany, he had a look as, at well into the eastern states. You see, there were many Psy teachers himself and Peter von Kalinowski who went to the eastern states and still with the Essay Institutes, we go to Russia, we go to Romania, to Hungary to introduce the uh, the Satya Sai educational system as it is being given on by the Essay Institutes worldwide. So this is, I think, in Germany one big, uh, one big field of work where many have contributed, you know, this part. I, I mentioned that already. Uh, even Seva for Croatia, for example, this was the first European Seva for Croatia when there was the uh, civil war. Uh, we had been uh, involved very much with, with, with loads of, of furniture, of windows to repair the damages of the war which was there. That united us very much with the Seva working. That Seva work is going on to Poland, to Russia. Some of us are regularly taking part. In the part of spirituality, we have this Munich center that is, uh, you know, that is producing beautiful music and uh, CDs that are spread all over Germany. When I was here that, practicing the singing program here in the exhibition hall, there were three, three ladies sitting at the side just listening all the time and they said, well, we come from Latin America and we love German music so much. We heard German music in, wow. in Radio Sai every time and they were sitting there and they were asking, are we allowed to sit here? And I said, oh yes, sure. You know, and they said, we try to learn German because the songs are so beautiful, the music is so beautiful. So that may be a contribution to the uh, Sai family. I think this is only a few aspects. And of course, the SSC work is going on in full swing. In yes, I think so. Yes. And even there are plans for a school and an academy, an institute in Germany, uh, which have been given to Swami when he was still in his form and Swami approved. And uh, it goes on gradually, step by step. This will be a European program in the east of Germany. And uh, there is a strong force that people take this up, but it is a long-term project. Yeah, wonderful. It is um, really a uh, very heartening experience speaking to you because you have been involved with us in Radio Sai work, in Heart World work for so many years, and now we've got this chance to speak to you. Uh, on the radio, in the studio. So how does it feel being associated with Radio Sai? Well, Bisho, this is what I, what I most love to do because this is just Indian philosophy, what Swami gives us, the wonderful work you're spreading all through the world, and then in trying to combine that with German topics, with German culture, and giving that on to German devotees and those who uh, read and listen all over the world. Uh, unfortunately, we do not have so many people that can uh, 
that can do the technical side, you know, to be able to come here and work that out together with you and having their part on your website. We do not have those people. There are only, well, a few people who do all the work, let us say. Uh, well, they uh, will come yes, they <laughs> in will God's come. time. <laughs> yes, they will come, I'm, I'm sure about that. So we have all the material on the German homepage at yes. the moment. And this is not, uh, this limits the public. You see, the public is limited from that point of view. But those who read it are very well informed about what was going on here, what is going on in Germany. And uh, I love that kind of work. And uh, even ESSA work is that way because it goes to our culture. This is a whole field where we have to attract people and to spread Swami's message. This is the two two sides, ESSA work, the curriculum work, and this radio style work. It's the same message, but two different ways. One has in view the public and the, the teachers, the, the curriculum, how to introduce uh, Swami's uh, teaching in schools. We have had access in German schools, training German schools uh, with the ESSA Institute. We have done that a few times and will develop that. We have had public meetings as well, where we introduced Swami's message. There is a German institution which is called the German Indian Society in all big German uh, cities. It's more or less industrialists that have uh, this uh, society. And in Darmstadt, in the center of Germany, we had a meeting with these people. They invited us, the, the Darmstadt Center. And we talked about Swami's message on, on a very high level. We presented Swami not as a world teacher, but as the avatar mm. of this century. And they had uh, talks on Krishnamurti and on Paramahansa, Yogananda Paramahansa, and then Satyasai. And they were astonished of the high rank of the highest uh, 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 quality of Satyasai. And uh, they could accept and, and that very, very easily in this group of people in the German Indian society in Darmstadt. Wonderful. Thanks for sharing that information with us. Finally, as the leader of the group from Germany, the German Summer Coast Spiritual Pilgrimage Group, what would you like to say to all our Radio Sai listeners? Well, I hope they enjoy the singing, because the singing is just the end product. The singing went on live, by the way. Yes, went on live? Yes. Oh, you Like all the evening programs now go on live on the radio, so the singing definitely went on live. Oh, that is great. Congratulations, what a success. Wonderful. Well, enjoy the singing. And uh, the singing is uh, the best way to uh, work out devotion. Because we noticed that with the children. In the beginning they were shy. In the beginning they were shy, but Gisela Sebastian is a wonderful side teacher. Worked with each individual child, bringing the child in front giving the child courage to express its own devotion and love to Swami. And by singing, we discovered that recently, we know before, but we did not work that out, that singing is the best for youth and children. And then with singing, go for seva. Go outside, sing for old people. Sing in, in different, uh, for different groups of people in the public. And they love that, and they do that wonderfully, and they develop so much strength, energy, self-confidence, love for Swami. So, devotional singing for children and for youth brings us together and brings out the devotion. Music and love. Yes. I think that is the best combination. Yes, exactly. For society, for every individual too. Sairam, this, yes. Thank you so much, uh, Rainer Brinda, and we hope to uh, have interactions and such conversations with other members of the group too. 
and we hope you will facilitate us in that endeavor yes i will try thank to you very best. much sai ram thank you you just heard an episode of a series trust with divinity wherein we offered you a conversation with mr rainer benda from germany this was recorded in the studios of radio sai in the month of august 2011 we hope you enjoyed this program if you have any comments or suggestions about this program please feel free to write to us to listener at radiosai.org to listen to another episode of this series please tune in again at the same time same day next week thank you and sai ram